0: all right well we went live on one thing but not another but hello everybody i think we're all here now welcome to story on the spot my name is jim heskett and over there's kevin tumlinson down there is says i shot a man in reno probably just to watch him die or maybe for some other reason i don't know r.a mcgee can tell us about it mm-hmm. and mr nick thacker it says into the unknown and you know what we'll be right back after the introduction All right, and welcome back. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Everybody, say how you're feeling on the count of three. One, two, three. Hydrated. Nick's Nick's just not going to participate.
1: Silence of the Nick.
0: Nick, are you there? Can you hear us? He now he's now he's pretending like he can't hear us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just he's just trying to give. <laughs> Fuck oh, it off. Okay, so if you look up here at the uh top right, you'll see we've got a new logo up there. That's a QR code. So if you're if you're watching this on your um you're watching this on your phone, that doesn't help. But if you're watching it on a laptop or a desktop, you can scan that to go right to storyonthespot.com. Or um, storyonthespot.live, sorry, <clears throat> not.com. Um, I'm story Sorry, not dot com. Um redirected
2: to jimheskid.com.
0: It's jimheskid.com forward slash SOTS because storyonthespot.live is not its own website. Thank you very much, Nick Thacker, for okay that's not the first
2: time i've been to that website of course not
0: (laughs) okay so let's talk about what we're doing here today in the back back (laughs) nice we were going to have a special guest today but that did not pan out so it's just the og crew but i think we're still going to have some fun uh let me explain what we do here um, you're watching, you're going to want to step one, watch each pitch in a round. You're going to vote by comment, see which one you like the best. And then next week you'll tune in to see the winner. And speaking of last week's winner, week 20 was Mr. Right. Kevin Tomlinson.
1: Hey, look at that. Ooh. That's two in a row. That yeah. Is two in a
0: row. Kevin snuck in some extra, um, uh, uh, secret words. I think that put him over the top there. I'm, I'm so I'm if you do say the street. secret word, you're going to get that um and what is our secret word of today today's bonus word is augment which is a verb to make something greater by adding to it or increasing so if when you're pitching a story if you work the word augment in you'll get one of these guys and that should be its own reward can i just give you a shout out
2: to uh to the slideshow i just love the 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 template design for that slideshow it just it looks like a google doc and then your transition from slide to slide. It's like you're scrolling.
0: It's just, I love it. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah. A yeah, like lot of lot of work went into this guy. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for, I'm committed to your success.
1: Literally like tens of minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read this news item. And then these three gentlemen are going to pitch story ideas and you watching, uh, you can co- vote by comment for which story pitch you like the best. This is called ready to take the plunge people in the United Arab Emirates depend heavily on expensive desalination for drinking water, but a local businessman has a novel idea for providing fresh water to the Arabian Gulf. Abdullah Alshehi wants to borrow an iceberg from an Ar- from Antarctica. For years, Alshehi has been working on a plan to tow an iceberg as much as 1.25 miles long and a third of a mile wide, the entire 5,500 miles to the UAE coast. He estimates the journey will take 10 months. A trial run this year will move a smaller iceberg at a cost of 60 to $80 million. So Abdullah al Shehi wants to bring an iceberg from the Antarctic to the UAE to provide water for the people. But what's really going on here is dot, dot, dot. I got it. This is This is easy. I mean, this is so obvious.
1: Wait, we should rock, paper, scissors for it.
2: We should. Okay, here we go. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. You didn't do it at the same to, time. <laughs> do you, even, you don't even know how to play rock, paper, scissors, Kevin. You I, can't just wait I for me it. to throw and then be like, yeah, I keep this one. Close. This one I, one, I, one, two, three, I, shoot,
1: right? One, I two, three, did three. the thing.
3: All right, I let's had do it. One, two, three, before
1: shoot. Before even start
3: it. All right. One, two, three, shoot. One, one two, three, three. shoot.
2: I don't think Kevin knows how to play. Can we take a sidebar and teach Kevin how to play rock, paper, scissors?
0: I don't know. We, we don't have time for that. I think it might is. be outside the scope of. Rock this beats everything. Podcast. Nick, why don't you just start talking?
3: Listen, I'll uh... go first. I'll go first. Wait, Nick will go first. Go you ahead. Got ahead. An idea. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. here's a here's, here's, classic, classic case of the Russians getting involved where they shouldn't be involved. Now, here's what they want to do. They're working with the UAE on this little scheme uh, because if the UAE does it, um, they're a little bit, you know, they have a little bit better reputation with uh, the United Nations. And so they are um, are going to get away with it because this right now just seems like a half-baked idea. But what's really going to happen is Russia is going to supply all the ships needed uh, and all the money needed to get all the icebergs from the Arctic Circle down uh, to the UAE for fresh drinking water. What that's going to do is cause... Um, more and more rapidly warming of the ocean area when you know less icebergs and stuff um and basically free up the arctic circle um which is covered in ice mostly uh and it, it will all of a sudden pr- provide russia with a bunch of northern seaports for their navy once all the ice melts and is gone um so they're interested in getting the ice away and they're going to partner they're
0: secretly partnering with the uae to uh, to make it happen All right. Thank you, Nick. Lisa Badger says, hi, boys. Hello, Lisa. We're glad you made it live, even though it's probably... We're a little bit later today than usual. It's probably past Lisa's bedtime, so we appreciate you being here. We put the story back up here so you guys and our audience can take another look at it. Now, Kevin or RA.
1: I I got this. I'm up. All right, Kevin. All right, all right, all right. I'm thinking uh, what, what we have is a scenario where... Uh, They retrieve this iceberg and they bring it back. But unbeknownst to them, within the iceberg is a captured god who uh, is under a curse. And the curse is lifted if he sets foot on Arab soil. Uh, So unbeknownst to uh, any of the people bringing this iceberg back, they're about to unleash literal hell on earth when this uh, god awakens from his icy tomb. Uh, because it, once he sets foot on Arab soil, his powers are greatly augmented. And so he becomes a terror to the entire world. So as uh, the ice thaws and we begin to see this, you know, of course, the archaeological community becomes interested in it. And they start sending people. And uh, Dr. Dan Kotler shows up and uh, buy Kevin's books. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. That turned into a marketing campaign by the way. I'm augmenting my sales.
2: You should have 0.3
0: new sales after this. <laughs> all
1: right. I can finally buy creamer for that coffee.
0: All right, all right. What do you got?
3: All right. So, um it's so, it's kind of similar to Kevin's and I'm not going to try to change my mind right now. So it just is, <laughs> it, it just is what it is. You know, I should have went second. Um, what I think that we're dealing with is that, uh, the guy who it wants to bring the iceberg, his name's Abdullah. Uh, what they don't tell you is that when he was a child, he was adopted, uh, by a nice Japanese family. All right. And so he grew up learning the legends of the Kaiju and, uh, and things like that. And so, uh, as the world gets crazier and crazier, he's convinced that uh, the biggest kaiju ever uh, is going to uh, return from the depths of the ocean and that Godzilla is going to show up at some point and just wreak havoc on the land. And so he wants to figure out a way to augment uh, humanity's defense against uh, these giant uh, kaiju. And so he remembers reading uh, in an old storybook that the the ultimate you know, giant monsters trapped in the ice uh, in Antarctica. And so his ideal is that uh, he'll get them out of the ice, uh, break them off of the entire glacier, and then tow them back. And then uh, in the UAE, it's a lot hotter than most places. It can thaw, you know, the ice faster and get his, uh, you know, the ultimate uh, uh, kaiju deterrent weapon uh, thawed out of the ice. And so I think that's what our guy's trying to do here. And that's, it's a way to, to help uh, save humanity. So.
0: Tide deterrent would be a good episode title. That's going on mm-hmm. the maybe list for sure. Uh, all right. So if you are watching now, go vote. It doesn't matter if you're watching live or watching a replay, you can still go vote by comment for which of those three pitches you thought was your favorite. And now, you know what? We're going to have a bonus round.
1: Nice.
0: Right. <sighs> nice. So all right. this I, I one up
1: all night practicing for this one. <laughs>
0: This one, I feel so good about it. I even made its own graphic because I think this one's going to stick around. This is called Interrupter. And this is our official Interrupter mascot, this guy. I Googled image searched a cool guy. And that was one of the things that came up. Is that pretty sure that's Dave (laughs) Barons? It does look like Dave (laughs) (laughs) Barons. I don't, as far as I know, that's not David Barons, but it might be. Have you ever seen that
3: guy and David Barron's in the same room together?
2: Have you ever seen Batman and David Barron's in the same room?
0: Exactly. That's amazing. That's a great point, Nick. So here's how this works. This is called Interrupter. So what I'm going to do is I am going to give a story prompt, and then I'm going to start a timer on my phone. And then I have to get the timer ready, too. That's one thing I didn't do first off. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a story prompt and I'm going to start a timer. Then somebody starts talking and you let that person get at least a sentence or two out. And then someone can say beep and interrupt and take over the story. Now, the idea is whoever. But you can't just say beep, you know, two seconds after somebody else said it. You got to at least let them get a little bit of the story out. And then you have to continue it when you say beep. And whoever is talking when the timer goes off is the winner so i am going to get this timer ready now i am going to show you the story prompt once upon a time there was he, a tech did nope. i do it right no nope. oh. you have to wait till i say go
1: <laughs> damn
0: it nick once upon a time there was wait, a
1: tech- call again
0: Oh, my God. I hate you guys so much. (laughs) Once upon a time, there was a tech support specialist who worked at a call center until one day, opening the office door revealed everyone and everything inside simply gone. Now go. He starts looking around and he notices
2: that the copy machine in the corner is on and has been printing something all night long. What he notices that it's been printing is...
1: Nobody's Indocument. interrupting you yet, dude. No you? one's interrupting me yet. Can I beep <laughs> myself? You know you can. Good <laughs> turn. I, I beeped <laughs> myself. <laughs> All right, beep. What is? That? What he's noticing is that what what's being printed on the copier is the face of everyone who was in the building uh, the last time he was there. So each person is being printed one by one on this copier and as he looks a little closer
3: beep and then he leans in and stares at their faces and he realizes that he is not alone in the office building there's someone in the bathroom there's someone in the bathroom
2: he sees that in the uh pictures of all these people this same person that's in the bathroom is somewhere in the picture of uh of the people that's being printed out there's like a, a person in the background Usually fuzzy and kind of hard to see, but they're in every single beep. picture that's coming out.
1: And the person who is in every single picture eventually the image resolves and the bu- fuzziness clears. And it turns out that it is this guy, he has somehow been replicated and is now uh, grabbing everyone's souls and shoving them into this copier from hell. Beep, beep, <laughs> <laughs> beep.
2: <laughs> and it feels like a climactic okay. scene. I think
3: maybe we're just. Oh. Gonna- uh, now that Kevin ended it. Um the denouement. Beep. And so as they're being shoved into the copier, uh, the man realizes that the only way to save them is to
2: plunge copy toner into his replicants. Beep. And he realizes that what happens when he tries to put toner in is uh, the copy machine itself comes to life and starts uh, trying Give to over. chop his arm off.
0: Nick is our winner. I'm kind of
1: happy to let Nick win that.
3: <laughs> yeah, well done, sir. You deserve it after the epic opening I intro.
1: I don't know where it was going. I'm like, surely, surely my words will be the last thing anyone hears in this story. Surely, <laughs> the copy
0: you're from, you're from hell. hell. Is a, that's a good title, Desiree. Uh, I think that went pretty well. You know, sometimes these bonus rounds, I just like this might be cool, and then I bring it in here, and you guys are like, "Oh, this is dumb." But yeah, yeah. well, I think that one, that one worked out pretty well. That might make a return visit in a future episode. Record Kevin going
2: "womp womp" and have that be a sound effect you can throw. You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Here's our next story to pitch, using the weapons at hand. Michigan State Police responded to a call in Gibson Township and seized a muzzleloader pistol from a man involved in a dispute over a camping trailer, which is a little bit hashtag topical. This story is here just for Kevin. Trooper David Crandall said officers discovered a 58-year-old man and a female relative had arrived at the property to pick up the trailer, but the 55-year-old man who lived there didn't believe they were the rightful owners. The resident allegedly used the gun to strike the older man, which prompted the woman to grab a shovel and hit the resident on the head. Police arrested the resident for felonious assault. Further charges are pending. Hmm.
3: All right. I got this one. I got this one. I'm ready.
0: All right. All right. This is a is a clear case
3: of time travel. What some people don't know about Michigan is it's one of the hot spots uh, in the world. There is these like intersecting like ley lines where there's just craziness going on you know the the nazca lines and stonehenge and easter island and all that stuff well in michigan uh the further north that you get towards the up the weirder things get no one really knows why but that's why people on the up are kind of crazy up there well i think what happened is uh, our, I think our guy, <laughs> I've offended Kevin talking about Michigan. He's he he's, he's uh, gone native. I'm sorry, man. I, I really um And so he uh, was out hunting in the 1880s. Uh, that's where the, the muzzle-loading pistol came from. And uh, he stepped into one of these vortexes. And when he came out of it, uh, he was in present day. And so... He's stumbling around, and he goes back to the place where his house was, and everything's just kind of changed, and things are in shambles, and it's just a shock to him. And so, when this couple came to uh, take some of the the property, uh, he decided that uh, this is my stuff, even if it is a hundred years in the future, one hundred and twenty years in the future, and uh, that's why he just started clubbing people with the muzzle loader. And uh, I think we'll get him sorted out uh, pretty soon. So,
2: well you know that's all well and good, I think, but the actual answer is that this is a classic story of uh, of an archaeological uh, uh, husband wife uh, duo who uh, who have discovered that there is an ancient burial site um, right on the land uh, the trailers on. And what it is is uh, is actually the burial site is sort of like a um, it, it, it's sort of like a fountain of youth, right where you you bury your dead there and then anyone who's related to that person, um directly you know son or daughter or whatever can uh, can live forever and so they've discovered this and they they want to see if it's real they discover that there's actually um a trailer parked directly on top of this burial site and so they go there with their shovel and they're ready to go and they try to talk to this guy and figure it out and you know he's kind of a crazy wacko and hits him over the head and she hits him with the with the shovel and what actually ends up turning uh what, what comes out later is that turns out this guy who uh, whacked him with his um with his ancient pistol uh, is um, that he actually knows about this burial site. And he has killed his own wife and buried her there in order to try to get uh, his kids' immortal immortality. Uh, but he doesn't want anybody to know that he knows that because otherwise they'll come and they'll take his trailer away and they'll
0: take his burial site away and his secret will not live on. Okay. Thanks, Nick. You're right. quite welcome, okay. Jim. <laughs> Kevin, what do you got for us?
1: Okay, Uh, so what we actually have here, I mean, those are good, uh, but what's really happening. You know,
0: know we
2: need Craig Craig back to be like, well, we know it's not time travel. Let me tell you (laughs) what it is.
1: (laughs) Since 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 it's neither of those two stories. um,
2: (laughs) Story
3: blocking.
1: What what we actually have is this guy is actually a member of a very long-lived race or group, rather, of witch hunters. And uh, or vampire hunters, Um, basically anything supernatural like these guys have have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. He's he's a couple hundred years old. Uh, This pistol was sort of his weapon of choice back in his youth. Um, But, you know, they stick around and uh, they've actually uh, cast he's the last of their kind. And he's he's he can't go out in the world and hunt for these things anymore. So he's he's devised a way to bring his prey to him. And so what he does is he casts this spell that wipes the memory of like vampires and witches and things like that and then gives them the urge to come to this property. And so he's drawing them in uh, and the pistol is is laced with like silver and, you know, all kinds of uh, enchantments and things that augment its power. Uh, And so he's bringing in all these like witches, vampires, and things like that. And uh, ends up using the, the weapon to uh, take them out, but he, he's not able to load it fast enough uh, to stop these two, and they come after him with a shovel. So he, he's starting to strike them and, and manages to strike them down. But, but the, the key to this, of course, would be that we don't know that these two are vampires or anything until the very end of the book. I've spoiled it for you here. Mm. for reading mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. enjoyment later <laughs>
2: it life- like you could you could put some really good like easter eggs early on like you know she's eating like a clove of garlic in the car on the way to try to, like bolster her immunity <laughs> no whatever figure it
1: severe out. garlic allergy he's like he's They're like driving burning. while
0: stabbing himself in the heart with a wooden stake
1: <laughs> they are wearing like spf 5000 sunblock
0: there's something wrong with her compact mirror. She's trying to put on makeup. I can't see my lips. I don't know what the problem is.
2: I
1: keep, I keep They're catching were... a glare off of the window.
2: <laughs> They're both sparkling a lot, and he carries her up the mountain like running like this. Okay, sorry. You've, you've gone too deep. far.
0: <laughs> you've gone too far now. That's enough. Here's, here's our final story. I, I
1: feel like that means I won this round.
0: <laughs> here's our last story of the day. This one's pretty fun. It's called Bright Idea. Officials in Amsterdam have installed 12 hemp-filled urinals around that city's notorious red-light district in an attempt to control, if not eliminate, late-night public urination or wild peeing. The boxes, called Green Peas, get it, resemble Mm. planters, and the hemp filters inside turn urine into an organic fertilizer and water that feed the plantings on top. During initial trials, inventor Richard Lung said there's a 50% reduction in wild peeing. It was a great success. For his next project, Lung is researching how electricity can be generated whenever someone pees into one of his green peas. So around Amsterdam, they've got these urinals that you pee into it, and it actually... It's all
1: fun and games until somebody decides to smoke the urinal.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Desiree doesn't like the sparkling vampires, neck. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to be the first to pitch us a story about the 12 hemp-filled urinals around Amsterdam's red light district?
1: So I'll go. I don't think I've gone first yet. All right, um, Okay. So uh, this is an attempt to... Uh, this is yet another... Uh, unknown last quote-unquote member of our witch hunters uh, guild and uh, this is one of the ways that they've decided to try to track down their prey Uh, they are having them uh, voluntarily donate DNA samples but things go a little awry here because this particular witch hunter has decided that the real money the real game is in cloning and enslaving a race of powerful beings, such as this, uh, augmented beings, as you might say, uh, and so they're collecting these DNA samples not to stop these people, but to raise their own genetically modified army of vampires, witches, and werewolves, so that they can uh, march out in, uh, and and uh, maybe maybe their maybe their motives are true or altruistic this time around. They're they're actually tr- going to use these clones to go hunt the real undead and other uh, nasties in the world instead of trying to take over the world like i usually go i usually
0: skew towards world domination or hellmouths.
1: So or hell mouths
0: you've done yeah. that three weeks in a row now
1: <laughs> so there's a hell mouth <laughs> under the
0: urinal <laughs> I'm sorry Kevin. No. I was laughing I just can't help every time you say augment and Nick gives this like son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> well you
1: stepped all over my joke because I was going to say peeing into the hell mouth is the uh, pee into my hell mouth is the name of this story <laughs> pee into my hell mouth <laughs>
0: alright who's the the sandwich
1: I augmented the story with that uh, with that title oh goodness <laughs>
3: I, all right, I think I'll go. I think I'll go. I'll let, I'll okay. let me back. Just, okay, all right. Um, because because of, of the pee and cleanup, never mind. All right, so in any event, I think that we, I think that we are dealing with uh, someone that we all know very well uh, from from his literary endeavors, and I think that we are dealing with uh, Doctor Frankenstein. That's who this uh, doctor is. Okay. And he, you know, after being on the run, you know, for many years and, and, uh, you know, losing track of his original creation, um, you know, he's tried to lay low and move to wherever he can, where he has like a target rich environment of subjects to work on. And so he's found that, you know, Amsterdam is so permissive in general uh, with, with uh, vice crimes and things like that, that. You know he's found it to be pretty lucrative to snatch uh, women working in the red light district and experiment on them. But what he's coming up with is that the strains in their blood isn't isn't enough to get him what he needs. You know, it, everybody's just kind of uh, comes from the same ethnic background up there, and so he's realizing that the real uh, valuable cache of genetic information comes from the people that are visiting the red light district because there are all kinds of people from all over the world and so he sets up these uh, urinals as a way to capture their genetic material and then manipulate it and then put it with uh, the strains that he gets from the working girls uh, to try to augment uh, the power of the new Frankenstein's monster that he's working on Frankenstein's monster uh, version 4.0 and uh, the twist of the story is the original, the OG Frankenstein's monster comes back and uh, battles the newest creations uh, and saves saves Amsterdam from his.
1: I creator. I think so. it would be an interesting twist if the original Frankenstein's monster came back and peed in the urinal, so that. <laughs> wow, dude! That now would be crazy. The, this progeny of clones. that's right.
3: One. you have had
0: my urine in you. <laughs> Wait,
1: I, I was supposed to st- start that with Listen. beep, right? Beep, I think it would be necessary. <laughs> One P
0: to ruin to rule them all. That's right. Man. All right. I believe Nick Thacker, I think it's just you left.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, I think um actually I don't think I know. This classic story is uh, is is clearly to me about um the, the city of Amsterdam has has been trying to figure out how to clean up their red light district a little bit and just make it a little safer. Um, there's been some, some crime and and some, you know, petty theft, things like that, that have, that have just kind of been on the rise. Mm -hmm. And they've, uh, they've discovered, um, that one way to do this is to try to get, you know, people, um, from, from, it's sort of the broken window, um, fallacy, right. And so they can get people to stop peeing, um, in random spots, then they can, they can clean it up a little bit. Um, that's what the story says on face level. What's really happening is there's, uh, one person on, 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 city council who, has decided to take matters into his own hands. And he has partnered up with a private investigator. You might call him a, a PI. Um, and he, uh, he <laughs> yeah, see, I like that. I just thought of that right now too. Um, and he is, he's found out a way to cook up uh, this this hemp-based chemical that will actually uh, release fumes into the air and, uh, and it's deadly. And so he's discovered that these people will pee into these hemp buckets and then they'll die. And so problem solved. Uh, so he's basically uh, killing people who pee into these little urinal things and has figured out that he can claim, you know, it's it's all part of this uh, green peas um, sort of uh, sort of ploy to, to make things a little cleaner and better when it's actually just solving the problem once and for all. I mean, whoever was going to pee in the middle of the street is just that they don't need to be alive anyway. You know,
0: I think we can all agree yeah. about that.
3: You're yeah. you're in trouble if you're peeing in the middle of the street. <laughs>
0: all right thank you nick listen, and, listen
1: as as p related stories go i want you to know nick on a scale of one to ten you're an eight.
0: Oh man ouch and hey, there's one really important thing that i I'm want our audience way out of to... here. <laughs> there's one real that nick that was terrible there's one really important That's thing awful. i want our audience to understand today and nick, that i think was...
3: I, I think you were number one in my eyes nick so don't even listen to kevin
2: Mm. Ooh, Desiree's getting in on the action here. You're in trouble.
0: Nice. You're in trouble. Hey, I just said that,
2: Desi. <laughs> you
0: steal my,
1: my my tag. Hey, maybe uh, she's I'm just complimenting you. I'm sorry, Dave.
3: Dave Barons. I'm interrupting Dave Barons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: story oh, on like the spot. About- dot live is almost as cool as this guy. Yeah, I have
1: That's- a mullet now. <laughs>
0: All right, everyone. Um, So I'm putting down at the bottom all our websites. There's jimheskett.com, kevintomlinson.com, ramkegee.com, nickthacker.com, and Craig A. Hart, who is not with us today. Uh, Also, if you don't want to remember all those websites, you can just go to storyonthespot.live and you'll find out more about the show as well as past episodes and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, you can also see where Kevin is pointing. You can also, if you're watching this on a laptop or a desktop or on an ipad on a tablet you can just take out your phone and point your camera at that little strange thing up there in the corner and that will take you right to the website and then you don't even have to type a single thing save your thumbs from your phone keyboard and just use the qr scanner instead all right everyone any parting words of wisdom anybody got an announcement they need to make don't uh, eat yellow snow hey mm. fair enough vote for kevin don't vote drink from kevin. the hemp bucket don't drink the weed pee don't drink the weed pee it's, <bad>. it's probably <laughs> gonna steal your soul or do something alright everyone thanks for tuning in title. see you next week